Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Welcome to Eagle Nation. It's trade week. Well, trade week is actually finished. I'm going to welcome Dan and Wayne. We're doing it via Zoom because I unfortunately today got COVID. So <laughs> unluckily, second time, mate. So welcome to the show, boys. Good. Good to see you guys. Yep. Good to be here. Uh, before we get into it, I just want to shout out to Darren Giddo's uh, mate. Uh, he's he's a guy that you hear at the start of every show with the voiceovers on the segments and all that. So just want to shout out to you. Uh, thanks for everything you've done for us over the couple of years, mate, and we're just thinking about you uh, at the moment. Um, let's get into trades, boys. The mega trade. We'll go quickly through it just from what West Coast got. Traded out Junior Rioli and picks number two and 40, and we got in pick eight and 12, the 2023 second-round pick, which is tied to Port, and the 2023 third-round pick, which is tied to Port. Um, basically, if you've been living under rock, everyone out there, that's what we've got. We're not going to go into <coughs> what everyone else got. Uh, pass or fail, boys? Uh, give me your give me your opinions. I think we've all said two picks in the top 12 are better than one. So uh, I think it's good. But I just don't think we've got enough for Rioli for myself because when you see what Lob got, and I know he was under contract, but Rioli's a premiership player and uh, I think he's he's a couple of years younger. I think we didn't quite get enough for him. That's my that's just my opinion. Well, if you work it out what we got for him, we got – so what wasn't available was pick 33, which is what basically the fans wanted which is round two. So we got pick 30. If Port finish in the same position as they did this year, we get picks 38 and 44 for him. So it sort of like works out to be pretty much pretty close to on the money, I reckon. But what do you reckon, Dan? Well, <clears throat> yeah, I like to break that trade up into two things. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, for pick two, we should have got two top ten picks. Uh, but you got to realise no one had two top ten picks. Like Suns had five and seven, but they gave Suns pick. Uh, Suns gave away pick seven, so no one had two top ten picks, and I don't think anyone would really do that trade this year anyway. So eight and twelve, I think that's a masterstroke. Um, the draft, which we've talked about in the podcast all year, uh, the first two rounds is very good. Um, after that, it just drops away very quick, and there's not much between the top fifteen, even twenty players. Like we'll go through it in more detail later. As far as the Rioli thing goes. Um, Next year's trade is almost the complete opposite of this year's. You know what I mean? It's very talented and very front-end talent, but it's deeper. It's a lot deeper. So having a second round, third round next year will do nothing but help fast-track our um, rebuild. So I'm happy with what we've done because effectively now we've got, what, four picks uh, at 26 and under, um, and that's probably all we'll take. And then next year we've got the first round and two second rounds. So although you always want more um, – and, yeah, and, you can't help but be happy. You know, that's effectively we're getting, theoretically, we'll just throw next year's second round that's under 30. That's seven picks in two years or in the space of 12 months that's under 30 in a rebuilding team. That's perfect. That's what you can build a core around going forward. So very happy. Well, I worked it out if we finished second last like we did uh, this year. Next year, we would have picks 2, 20, 26, 38, and 44. So basically a mirror image of what we got this year, basically. So 
Port must love giving us second-round draft picks and future picks because we seem to be getting them quite a lot. What do you reckon, Wayne? Yeah, that, it's, they, um, yeah, we seem to be we seem to do well out of Port. We don't do much out of anyone else, to be honest. But um, yeah, I, I, and if we get look, I, I think we'll finish a bit better than second last next year. But uh, but I still think we'll be in the bottom six. But if we had that that second pick next year, I'm going to put it out here right now, and you guys know how I feel, and you know what I'm going to say, was it? Because you want your boy Moya, but I want my boy Harley Reid, and I wouldn't give that up next year for anything. Because I think Moya, if he's going to go one, Harley Reid will go two, and if we got number two, let's grab him. Oh look, yeah, look, um, the year is a long way to go, so anything can change. Somebody might mm. pop up, but yeah, you, you forecast ahead. Um, and that's the beauty. If you finish down the bottom, you're going to get, as Dan said, you're going to get some high-class uh, recruits. Mm. Will we split the pick again? We probably would. Um, that, we probably that, would, too. That, that's probably the main thing that a lot of people didn't understand um, was I think a lot of fans get to the point where you hear about Sardis and Wardle and all that, so, you know, they're going to go pick two or three or something, so... Oh, we're giving that up. We're giving that up. But they don't see the bigger picture. And as Dan said, the first 18, 19 are pretty even. So, yeah, look, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we split the picks for 8 and 12. Uh, yeah. You know, there's rumours of buzz on social media. Oh, sons are in the Gibney one. You know, that's a rumour. Um, clubs won't show their hand this early. You know, the draft's six weeks away. So, and even if they did for Gibney, which is which I think oh, I'd love to pick up. Um, you know, there's other people to pick. So, well, well that that's the thing, was it? Is people need to calm their farm a little bit. Yeah, we've um, pretty much shown our hand that we've done this because we want the WA talent. Gimby or Gimby's on our list, and um, he dominated the draft com- combine. Was in a lot of the top tens for a lot of the stats. Um, but if he does go at pick five. We'll get – I'm going to butcher his name. Wayne could probably help me. There's a uh, Philippou, Philippou, the South Australian boy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great player. Um, he could go there. Maybe it'll be a Humphrey that will slide, which is a Petrarca type. That's a forward mid, you know what I mean, or a Dugowie type, but hopefully better than a go. So there's that much class there. It's like, well, by splitting that pick, if we miss out on Jimmy, we'll get something else quality. Like that's that's without a doubt. And mm. that's what's going to happen. And, um, yeah, and as I said, you've got an eye on the WA talent, obviously, but to be able to pick the best South Australian talent, that speaks volumes as well. And it tends to be the um, Vic Metro boys that always want to go home. So either one of them at first pick. But that said, I do want Jimby. <laughs> well, look, I'm just going to sidetrack here. We've... Um... You just said the best South Australian pick and the best Victorian pick, and that's the reason why some of these picks were split because um, obviously GWS has interviewed some of these boys and they probably interviewed um, players that are going to be around their pick, which was pick three, and they said, well, we're not going to come to GWS because we're just going to come home in two years. So it's a go-home factor, and that's probably another reason why the Eagles have split pick two with pick eight and 12. So yeah. people just got to understand that um, going forward. Um, and look, that, that's just the way footy is these days. Uh, um, to me, the draft should be uh, four years straight up and you can't 
be traded back to another club like Jason Horn Francis in his first year. I think that sh- they need to put rules in where you just can't do that because it's just the club's got no power anymore. Because Wayne mentioned that earlier and um, I was against it at first, but now I like it. Three, four years. Um, as, but the thing is, I don't, if you want to trade them, they can ask for a trade, they can be traded. But being having the four year contract, it takes the power out of their hands. It's mm. not like they just wait for the end of the contract or there's only one year to run, so we'll get less. Um, so I think that will take care of it. But it tends to always be the Vic Metro boys mainly. Um, and it's funny, you mentioned the GWS. I think it was Jason McCartney. He actually mentioned the Eagles as well. He said, we and Eagles cannot just pick anyone. Yeah, And it exactly. caused a bit of a backlash. But he was right. He said, you interview them, and they say they don't want to go home. Uh, Vic country boys are a bit different because they got to go to a lot of boarding schools. Yeah. So they're used to leaving home. Um, so they're a little bit different. But, yeah, I just look at it, and it comes back to splitting the picks. We lost – no, what? So on Monday – Three top three picks all left and all for homesickness. Three. Mm-hmm. You had Horn Francis pick one, Rankine pick three, and Jackson pick three. So I think the way uh, the game's travelling is the Eagles were like, we will, there's a few WA talent, but not worthy of pick two, but we slide slightly down. They'll be available a bit later. So I think we will target those WA boys because of the nature of the sport right now. A couple of managers have said that due to COVID, that has changed a lot of thinking on some of these boys as well. And that was the main reason Jackson come back, because he was never settled in Melbourne. So the first year he was in Queensland in a hub. Then then second year he was, you know, couldn't do anything in Melbourne, come back to WA, saw how easy it was for everyone to walk around. So that was played in his part. But, you know, hopefully that doesn't, happen again in the next couple of years because they need to change it. Um, before we get on to about who we bought in, because I did say, you know, Rioli out and that we, we did bring a player in. On Twitter, a lot of band is going around and they said when you split pick th- uh, two to eight and 12, they did the comparisons. And um, <laughs> I'm just going to run a few through some names. Riley Fieldport bought in 2020. But number eight was Cox and 12 with Tanner Braun. Tanner Braun's already come home. Noah Anderson with Sarong and Pickett. So that was pretty even. Uh, Lacocious, Thomas and Butters. Again, pretty even. Brayshaw, Cofield and Fogarty. Well, Brayshaw, you know, would have been better keeping pick two then. Taranto, pick two with Logan Simpson. You'd probably say you're better off keeping number two. So it can go either way, can't it, really? And they did it with our pick going back to pick three because it will because of Ashcroft and it looked even worse then. It was always better to keep your pick three, but the draft's a lottery, so... Look, we've had we've we've drafted players who who have looked fantastic in pre-season camps in under-18, yet when they step up the big league, they, they've drifted away. Um, we've all, And every club's had that. It's not just us. Every club has had it. You know, there's... It's, it, like you say, there's a lottery and it's a... The chance you take, and I think we made a great choice to go into eight and twelve because I think I find that the talent is a bit further down the list. The top ones aren't always as rated as they are, but I think as you further go down the list, you really pick up some some real diamonds through there. And I think uh, I think we'll pick whoever we pick up. I, I'm confident we'll have a good time. And you know, going back to the and you guys know I've spoken this a long time about you know 
after two years they can get out, I, you know, I believe it should have been three or four. And I'll throw another little curveball in. I think if players, the AFL has to step in here. If players are going to leave, the club should be compensated. And I mean compensated with a very high draft pick. If they want to go, that's fine. Someone's going to lose their draft pick and that, and they've got to go down a peg because I think clubs are invested. I feel a bit for Melbourne because they've invested highly in Jackson and he's played a premiership. He's been a, a rising star. He's played 50-odd games and he's gone. I mean, I'd be spewing if that was an Eagles player. Yeah, look, they've got to, they've got to change it around, but there's a players' association that stops these things. But, hey, these things happen. Um I want to talk about a guy that we brought in, and this was left field, um, but Jaden Hunt from Melbourne. Um, you know, he's 27. He's played 114 games. He was picked 57 in 2013. And, you know, Eagles, when they go bringing people in, they do address uh, spots that we need. And him running off the halfback or the wing with his pace, um, I think it's going to be a good acquisition for the Eagles. What do you reckon, boys? I, yeah. I, I, um, yeah. Sorry, Dan. You go first, Dan. Sorry, mate. We're on Zoom, people, so we apologise. This happens a bit. Um, yeah. People were talking about the wing, but I think because we've got such a heavy draft hand, we haven't seen Chesser, and with Jones going back and Yo playing back a bit, I think Hunt will play back as well um, and give us that dash out of defence um, because you saw a shift in game style this year, even though it wasn't implemented well at all. But you could see, like, when Yo was out there, when Jones was out there, that's what we tried to do. We tried to play on quick. So I think they addressed that and say, well, Hunt is perfect for that. He's quick. He will, he will kick. Um, so I can, yeah, great acquisition. I think, yeah, he'll slot straight in the back line, try to give us some running and dash out there. Instead of possessing, possessing the ball down there, they'll try to get it out quickly. So they definitely tried to address that. I think, was you hit it nail on the head there. You see, we've got to address that right play you both have. And if you go back to 2015 when we played that grand final, we had to address there that we were missing, we were lacking midfield. And all of a sudden, they brought in Jack Redden. You know, in 2018, he's part of a premiership team. So has just retired after, and Jack came to us after about 120-odd games at Brisbane and played another 130-odd games with us. So uh, I think Jaden Hunt could be the same. He's probably, probably going to get up, he could get up quite easy to 100 games, no problems. But I think he's going to be a great acquisition to us with that speed, especially. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you chuck him in with, like Dan said, Chesser, um, you know, Cully, whoever we pick up this year. It, it's starting to take shape. But, you know, at the end of the day, this year, well, the next year coming on, it's going to be a big year for us. So, you know, if we're rebuilding and if we're true to what we're saying, rebuild, these younger guys have to be given a chance. You know what I mean? Um the older guys can't be walk-up starts if they're not in form, you know what I mean? Uh, James and stuff like that. So, you know, it's all good getting these players in and all that, but we've got to play them. So otherwise we're just delaying the inevitable in my in, in my opinion anyway. Um, we've got um, to delist, in my opinion, two more players. Uh, we've delisted... Um, Nelson of the main list, Shepard, JK, and Redden, they're all retired. Marioli's traded. Um, I reckon there's going to be one or two more to go in the next couple of days, so keep an eye out for that. Um, Nash, Joyce, Stranetica, and Dixon already um, been delisted out of the rookies. Who do you think will get delisted, boys? Have you got any ideas? 
Well, I, I think Witherden could be one. I, I don't believe Bunga's signed on yet. So is there a chance that he's going to retire? Um, I did hear the um, O'Brien or whatever his name is, our list manager, said Hearn's on holidays right now, um, but right. they plan on signing him. And I always forget this player, which speaks volumes, but I think Langdon should be cut. Um, and Wyvern has got a contract, so that's worrying, but maybe a winder. I think next year's going to be very easy to c- cut players, which sounds harsh, but I think you've got so many fringe players that haven't cemented themselves into that side that this is like, well, this is the last year because we're trying to bring in all these young kids and being down the bottom of the ladder, quality kids, um, you can't play them all. So the fringe ones that aren't performing will go, and I reckon this year, delist a couple more, deeper draft next year, and I wouldn't be surprised if we have eight, ten delistings next year, to be honest. That's including retirements and, or trades as well. Like. Well, we've had nine departures this year with those uh, four uh, rookie spots at their start of the year. Um, next year, we've got 15 players out of contract. The problem at the moment is we've got too many that are contracted, so one or two of them is going to be cut, and I don't know how they do it, no pay them out, whatever, but we're going to make list spots because we're taking four spots in the draft. Uh, Ryan O'Brien has said that, so we need to cut at least one more. Um, like I said, to me, Riverton looks like the likely one because he's uncontracted, but I agree with you, Dan. Uh, there's a few players there that are on the fringe that I just can't see breaking into the side. And unfortunately, uh, they're going to, you know, that's that's business, you know. Uh, that's the way of the world. Um, it's, a, it's a tough game. For three three yeah. spots got to be made up every time. Um, let's get off, off field now. Castor's been given the flick, thank God, um, and New Balance is a new sponsor, so that's good. So I want to run this little stat by you. How many numbers did Patrick Nash wear during the season? Do you know? Oh, God. Good to tell you. You got it right there, Dan. Four. He had number 38, 36, 28, and his number 43 was the last one he played in, and that was in round 12. So that's how long it took Castle to get the jumpers here. <laughs> so, oh, God. No wonder why they've given him a flick uh, a year before the uh, contract is finished. So um, that's a good, probably a good thing for the Eagles because now they're going to make more money with merchandise. So all the yeah. merchandise people will be going in and buying new stuff. Um, briefly, when I talk about the Brownlow, we were the we had the least votes of any team in the AFL era. We ended up with what was it, fifteen? Kennedy got six. Kelly got three. Govan Jack. Darling got two. Gaffin Rioli got one each. So two of those players aren't even at the club anymore. Uh, well, it wasn't very good, was it? Uh, the umpires didn't like us. <laughs> well, when when you're getting beat by up to 100 points in quite a few games, you're not going to get votes. And, um, yeah, I, it's poor, and I hope the club addresses it. And the players should be embarrassed, to be honest. If that doesn't jump them up to get themselves fit for pre-season, ready to go, then nothing will. They should be embarrassed that and take that on head and because uh one thing we've lacked in the last two years and i i know that year was different because we were sick and whatever but no excuses we've been unfit for two and a half years now and if it doesn't change things have got either players have got to go or coaches and um fitness staff have got to go yeah they've got to change it's going to be a season that we need to get back to being ruthless um yeah 
Look, the, the, the Brownlow, though, it, it, it mirrored our season because I think at the halfway to the bye, it was like three votes or something, and that could have been Gov. I can't remember. But, you know, Gov did have an outstanding beginning of the year till he got injured. But yeah. then, obviously, the second half, we polled then 12 for the second half. So that first half really cost us with votes. But the Brownlow is a little bit broken, too, because Barras didn't get a vote, like, in that game where it. he dominated. <laughs> he had a couple yeah. in that second half where he dominated and he get, didn't get a single vote, which is just the coaches had him best on ground in those games, you know? 30, yeah. 30 disposals, 18 marks, and he didn't get a vote. He mm. should have got a vote Richmond. I mean, he held Lynch to to one goal or goal it and had like 15 marks and about 25 possessions or something. I mean, if that's not worth a vote, nothing is. And the winning... And he gets that vote. We didn't get the bad record then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you look at the Collingwood game, uh, the first game, we won. We got one vote out of it. Mm. Yes. Mm. You know, so, yeah, it's like, like I said, it's a midfielder's award. So, all right, boys, um, we're going to probably wrap it up and we're going to do a... Another pod after the draft, and we'll go through what we got. So I'm going to put the asset on you now. You got four picks. Pick number uh, eight. Who are you picking each? Well, if he's available, Gibney. All right, I, I, I agree with Gibney. Dan. Yeah, I'll go Gibney. Um, All right, pick twelve. Who do you pick? Hewitt. I'm, I'm going Bins. So you're going Hewitt. You're going Bins. I'm going Husswaite. Yep. Or different there. Pick 20. Well, I'm going Hewitt because I think he'll drop back to there. <laughs> I've got a tie between Husswaite, Bins, whichever one slides to pick 20. I'm hoping one does. So uh, well, very I'm similar hoping, so far. I'm hoping Wayne is correct with Hewitt sliding, but if he's not, um, I don't even know how to pronounce his bloody name, Stavowski. I think he'd be my pick there. And last pick, 26. I'd pick Barnett, the big ruckman. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably go. Um, I want a big ruckman, but I'm hoping we can pick one up that slides out the draft. I'm hoping Broadbent as a rookie later. I'm thinking Darcy Jones broke the agility record at the draft combine. Yeah, well, look, I, um, I love Darcy Jones, but I think we need to address our rucks and we need to strike while we can. And um, unless there's somebody in the waffle that they're looking at that they've kept quiet, I'll be going Barnett as well. But we'll do that. And more when we get to the podcast, which is, you know, um, the draft isn't until November 27th or 28th, so it's another six weeks away. Um, yeah. we, could, we could pick up a few delisted free agents in that time, like Narkel and stuff like that, because those windows open before and after the draft. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Eagles over the next six weeks um, as we shave up for 2023. So we'll get back together and hopefully in the studio and we'll give you a full wrap on the draft and who we picked up and what our team looks like for next year and give our predictions and all that. Um, until then, guys, um, yeah, join us next next time. And, um, you know, we're on all socials, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, and you can download the shows for more of your podcasts. So thanks for joining us, Dan and Wayne, and it's been uh, good to talk a little bit of footy. Yeah, all of it. Good to see you. Trust
Yeah.